Lower your expectations. Season 3, it's a hockey podcast from Lance, Coach, and Randall. Hello and welcome to the Youth Hockey Podcast, episode 27. Uh, we're we're barreling through the spring, and I have found that that speed, that force that we are propelling ourselves forward with, is just unstoppable at this point. Uh, what do you What do you gentlemen think? It is unstoppable. The numbers just keep going through the roof. Oh, I did want to say uh, that we are now in the top 100 in the Canadian uh, um, uh, podcast. Well, and you know how many how many podcasts the canadians have they on hockey i guess they'd have seven thousand. that's my oh, i was gonna say a million that that could right. be right yeah no one per person one for every quebecois i believe uh was at once at one time that was the uh that was the um uh the but the, the good thing about that is they're all in french so that's uh, true with them. Ouais. C'est bien, mon ami. Um, and uh, I just want to, now Lance has got the topic for today, but I want to start out with something that I believe is a youth hockey uh, across the board, uh, something that people can relate to, and that's the mathematics of hockey. Okay. That's um, all I wanted. I don't want somebody like, to respond uh, to it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You have a certain amount of because, money in your checking no, account, and then you have much let, let less. Me, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. There's none of those. That's uh, easy. Um, but I will tell you, there is something that I bet I can get you to agree upon me um, uh, with me almost exactly the same amount. Okay, uh, when a goal is disallowed, there is pretty much a 50-50 chance that the goal will be disallowed against your team or against the other team. You know, it's not like uh, the, the ref, uh, most likely, and, unless you're playing in, in Chicago. Uh, um, wow! Well, I, I'm just saying, no, Chicago's got a history. This. I got to debate this. Well, but it roughly, you know on, what it's you know what it's relative to. Oh, please go with me. How many times <laughs> does your goalie kick the the peg off? Peg off. Okay, game? you're right. Yeah, and we've had that too. But let's just say, uh, uh, let's depersonalize it. In a game, it's about a 50 percent chance that y- that one team or the other team will have a goal disallowed. Okay. Can we, can we go with okay. that? Okay. Okay. I mean. Okay, but the next goal that is disallowed, strangely enough, in my experience, 90% of the time, it's the team that got the first goal disallowed as well. Because there's no way you're digging yourself out of a hole once you've gotten a goal disallowed. They will disallow your next goal. And the third goal that gets disallowed is like 95% chance uh, that is your team. Uh, that, that the same team will have a, a like a slew of disallowed goals in a row. I have never... Penalties, I will watch. Like a bad penalty gets called, and they're like, "Oh, oh we have to make up uh, and get another call." And the other, and the other, other team gets a penalty. Seen it a thousand times, but every time my team has had a disallowed goal, the next goal that is disallowed is another goal on our team. It's like they're trying to bury us or something. There's no way you can get out from under that inertia. Yeah, you me... know what? Th- yeah, this th- is actually. Do you believe been... that's true? Yeah, this has been quantified, and I believe the. It's 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 called um, Gifford's theorem of disallowance. <laughs> yes, that is exactly. And what, it's I, like one to the n factor yes. s over two, two right? Uh, factorial, and inside the brackets, you 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 then square that figure, <laughs> and you get the answer. But uh, haven't you felt that way that like uh, that like you get a goal disallowed, and then you get a second goal disallowed, and you're like, 
what in the what what are you doing to us guys why why do yeah, you because the so refs much? they want to they want to show that hey we call we disallow goals i know if you debate that like uh, we heard yeah they get pissed some dissatisfaction yes yes and i'm gonna just gonna teach you yeah that's <laughs> going this you train will now has, see another one. <laughs> this train has started down the tracks. I am going to show you who has the power, Mr. Gifford. Right. You see that you that go. armband I'm wearing, buddy? Yeah. yeah. They don't much. give those out to just anybody. Right. Well, they um, kind of do. Yeah, I know. That's about to say. <laughs> um, is there any math, math, other math math that you believe is like, uh, okay, I'll go with one more math problem that I, I truly believe to be so. Um Every time a five-minute penalty, a major penalty, is uh, is enacted against our, our kids' team, the other team will score 18 goals. Every time a five-minute penalty is enacted against the team my son is playing against, we cannot put the buck in the net to buy. You know, like we have five minutes to put a, a, of of uh, of of one-man advantage, and we okay, still well, as long as you're we can't even do it behind. once. If you're behind, uh, I, I I can't believe it though. That that is that's another mathematical. I don't know how it works. No, but I, I uh, go I go with you as long as your team's behind. If your team is okay, behind okay. and it's like, let's say you were down by two goals, right? And then right. you're like, you oh, think, we oh, got five we got minutes. Chance. This is this now is we it. got this a friggin' chance. chance. That's right. Yep. Now we now there's some hope. There's some yep. light at, at the end of this tunnel, and then you just get clamped down on it. And right. Like, no, no, you and, can't and have that. Maybe you give up a short. You don't too. deserve that's, that. That's oh, that's about another thirty percent chance. The I, I didn't realize you played for Randy, the Flyers. I didn't realize you were such an Eeyore. No, it's not Eeyore. It's it's called uh, math, Lance. I, I've really I've I've gone down to I've I've really dug down into the mathematics. That's what Raleigh's topic last week made me do. And I've said to myself, well, what are some mathematical facts? Uh, and now I found a couple of them. And I don't know if other hockey parents can relate, but if they can, I, I submit it uh, for your for your entertainment. Uh, so now, Lance, uh, you are the one with the topic this week, uh, and you have a, have a string of topics in case uh, the first topic does not please you. So please take over. Well, I want to start uh, with which should be a very quick uh, topic here that uh, it's it, something I experienced just this weekend. And I wanted to get you guys, since you guys are the professionals, I wanted your thoughts on it. So um, now I'll profess to say I don't understand I think, Randy, I touched on it with you uh, when we were having coffee one night. Um, so I don't understand how all these rules work. But, but Coach, what it came down to was that um, two of the teams in, in the league were competing for um, the, the number one team for the season gets the rights to host playoffs next year, I guess, is how it works. And, and I think they, they do – uh, they, they add up all, you know, all the wins and losses for all the teams in the program. And so it came down to uh, these two teams and each team had a game to make up. And the one team, of course, they had to make up a game against our team, but they were just going to forfeit and cancel the games. If, you know, the seedings for the playoffs had already been settled. Uh, but this particular stat for next year hadn't so if if the if the numbers fell right they were just and and one team won the season uh they were just going to cancel the game if they didn't they were going to make our team play in the game so imagine that there's this potential game 
that neither team really wants to play. No one wants to play the game, kind of being forced to play the now, game. Wh- Our why, team, why didn't either team want to play? I, I'm missing that context. Um, okay, well, the, th- the one team that was battling is the number one team in the, in the, in the division has been ranked like number one in the nation uh, for most of the year. They didn't want to play the game. They, they had multiple reasons. You know, number one, uh, we got to. They just had it all locked up and they, it's just a meaningless game to them. They didn't care. It's a meaningless game for them. It's a meaningless game for our team because our team is locked up the fourth seed. Uh, okay. We get nothing out of this. And both uh, our coach, it, it was pretty open about the fact I've got banged up players. I want to rest them. You know, right. uh, if I have to play, uh, you know, we'll play but I'd, I'd prefer not to play so that our players can rest up and get ready to play the same team in the first round of the playoffs. The other team, same That's thing. Even, yeah, oh, yeah, I get it. That's even worse because yeah. you got two teams that are going to have to play each other for something. And, and they just got through playing a, 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 a two-game series right. that we swept. So oh, really? that would, oh, wow. they're saying that That's we're awesome. going to end awesome. up potentially playing this team six times in a row, and the games were already getting that mattered that we're already getting chippy. So our side, okay, if we play this game, we got to rent a bus. We got to drive three hours. The other team is going to make it early in the morning. So the boys are going to, they don't want to pay for a hotel. We're going to have to leave early. So no, nobody really wanted to play this game, but, but the cards fell the way they did. So our team was notified like at 10 o'clock, nine o'clock at night, you're playing in the game. So they booked the bus they had to make arrangements. So our team's going to leave at They're going to get up at 5 a.m. They're going to leave at 6 a.m., get to the rink, warm up, and then play this game that they don't even want to be in. Uh, and then, of course, as, as things would happen, there were some logistical problems this morning. And the team ended up leaving like an hour, like 90 minutes late. So their bus arrived. They had 20 minutes to get dressed and get on the ice. Um, so, but now, but, but here it's funny because – you're probably thinking I'm going one way with, with my thoughts, but here's what ends up happening is the, the, the team that actually cares that they want to host next year's playoffs, they jump out like uh, early in the second period. They jump out to a lead. They have like a two-goal lead, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, at that point, they decide to go into prevent defense. So they just take the buck and they go sit in the corner our team, which was playing like a one-four defense, uh, refused to send a guy in. So they had yeah. This, puck this happened the, in the NHL. Uh, oh, did it? So this the puck went behind the net, and our guy was standing up just inside the blue line, and neither side would move. Now this team was smart because I believe I've seen before, and at least I was at a playoff game where a team did that. The, the period was winding down. They wanted to get out of the period. They just went and stood behind the net. The ref blew the whistle down and said, if you're not, if you're not playing the puck, then, then it's a face-off. So yeah, this team, yeah. smartly you can, enough. You can even get a penalty for delay a game. Uh, yeah, for- so this team stood behind the net, and they passed it to the left corner, and then the guy passed it back, then they passed it to the right corner. So I just wonder what your thoughts – are on this because I, I get there's two sides of the coin. So, so to say the least, they they probably burned off 15 plus minutes of the game by doing this. And and I'll give you my perspective was I started thinking about the fact. Well, if I'm the team that needs uh, Lance's team to win, and I see this, and Lance's team isn't even making an effort to go after it, 
and the other team is just going to sit in the corner and run out the clock. Like, how fair is that to me? You know, so I, that part bothered me a little. The other part bothered me a was little. Was the is passing Randy very crisp? You know, like like back and awesome forth between crisp. the. Well, then you can't get upset at that. Well, that's here's, some good. Here's that's some good hockey Randy. right there. Well, also, also, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so for the people that might not know, when you're talking about a one-four, what you're talking about is a is a classic neutral zone trap where your team is sending one guy in to put almost no pressure, maybe a little pressure, but hardly any and encouraging the other team to try and come up. And then your four stack players um, and might be a three people in the neutral zone with one guy back, like a one, three, one. Uh, it, it's very hard to get through that. So a lot of teams that are trying to slow down another team are going to play this, but your team could have, your coach could have said, you know what? I see what they're doing. We're going to send two guys to make them move. You put two guys in attack, but, but your team just was like, no, we're just going to sit in our neutral zone. We're going to stick with our thing. And we're and not here's Johnny. Just... If you send one Johnny into that, just so you know, John is uh, one of uh, Lance's children. You send one Johnny in there. I'm saying that's a bowling ball situation. It, it, things are going to scatter. There's no way you you do not wilt under the pressure of Johnny Alexander. Well, I'll be honest with you, Randy. A lot of the time, Chris was the one man. And at, at a certain point in time, I don't, I don't think he was directed. He finally just went. And when he went, then play started up again. And then, and then as soon as they got the opportunity, the other team just dumped the puck all the way back started over and then we'd go through the same routine and then after a while the center on our team would get tired of it and he'd go in and as soon as he went in they came up the ice um but but part of where i kind of was bothered by it is in, in and you mentioned johnny well johnny's one of multiple players on the team that are on the lower end of the depth chart and so two things i thought before the playoffs what a great opportunity for my son to play a lot of heavy minutes in a meaningless game so he can get some work in, number one. Number two, maybe he could prove to the coach that he's got more value than like a fourth-line player, uh, whatever. There's just a lot of, I thought, opportunity for some of these guys that don't play as much as others. And here I see them burn out 15, 20 minutes. It's just, it was just a wasted opportunity, I felt, for my kid. And that's where I was a little put off by it, you know. If it wasn't for that situation, Lance, probably, can I like, ask whatever. you an important question at this point? Sure. I need to know whether we're dumping this episode. <laughs> does <clears throat> does the coach of this team listen to this podcast? I have no idea. Okay. If he does, you find out now because we're dumping it because there's no way that going into the playoffs that you want to uh, sound like uh, that you're questioning the coach's uh, tactics and or time management skills. I would not want that going into the playoffs. So, so uh, just let me know, you know, put up a thing, you know, like whatever. Well, I don't uh, think some, that's what he was saying. Signal. He's not saying that. The uh, I'm not questioning the coach. I'm uh, just saying. It okay. Who very, are you questioning? Okay. Who are you questioning? The very contrived. I believe, I believe the other coach, I believe the other coach was wrong to just to do that move. He should have just played the game. And, and if he didn't want players, if the coach of the other team, the no, I get it. They're the number one team. And blah, blah, blah. And my feeling was this. If you didn't want to risk players getting hurt, then don't play them. Play. You got 
plenty of other guys right on that bench okay. that never okay play. now that makes sense i i'm sorry i did not mean to uh, cast dispersions upon uh the way you were doing that that t- makes total sense to me play your backups uh play a real game uh, uh and and it and you're blaming the other coach uh, by the way if you are listening lance's uh kids coach the <laughs> other coach was at fault here you are fantastic and we love you here at the youth hockey podcast exactly just- it just it was just the whole thing was just kind of bizarre the announcer was kind of laughing because he was like i've never seen this in my life i don't get it and and what they were doing is and this is where i would defend our coach is what they were doing is is i think they were kind of forcing our coach to change his his approach and his and his strategy and 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 is that fair to him that hey look you're gonna force i guess it happens in the game i guess they could do it i i don't know this exact thing this exact oh, thing happened in the NHL. Um, and I only know this because I'm a, uh, a Flyers fan. I've discussed this before, I'm sure. Um, but this happened in a game where the Flyers were playing Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, the, the Flyers were in a neutral zone trap. And Tampa Bay just sat back and... Uh, pass the puck back and forth and would not really try and advance it to try and get through the trap. And uh, this went on for minutes uh, and it was really the talk of the NHL at the time. So let me ask you, coach, if you're in that situation and you're the flyers, like what are your options? I guess your only option is your, they, they, they win. They force you to change your strategy, right? I, I, I don't even know if this game at the time if there was any goals scored so it was just kind of two two coaches who were each had a system and were kind of like we're not going to play into doing what you want us to do which was it was also a little ironic because i'm pretty sure that tampa bay was a pretty big trapping team back in 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 the same time period it's the same coach that that uh still uh john cooper same coach uh was the coach of tampa bay at the time if i recall so uh, I do know there was a lot of talk about it, um, but at the end of the day, you know, th- this is the chess match of hockey is like, I'm going to do, you know, I have a strategy. Do you recognize my strategy? Do you try and change something about what I'm doing to be more effective? Or, do you mind if I uh, put in, it sounds more like checkers than chess there, coach. <laughs> um, mm, well, my question though, like coach. Checkers, I don't know, checkers is such a prescribed <laughs> set of rules. I'm just, uh, I'm just kidding you. I, I'm just teasing you, coach. I just, uh, I love to every once in a while, when you are on a train of thought, uh, my goal is sometimes, I feel like I've actually lit the lamp. If I can just move you off of it, whatever just, it was, just whatever it was yeah. that you were about to say, me, I just I, move I you just you a, a couple inches now. to the left. I know. <laughs> Uh, my best friend in the whole world, uh, 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 all the way through college, uh, listened to one of our podcasts, and he said, oh, my God, you t- treat the coach just the exact same way you treated me all the way through high school. Then well, I'm I got to meet this guy then. You do. He's a great guy, by the way. Fantastic guy. But You know what, by the way, Randy? Since it, you does, talking, it does mean it comes from affection. Go ahead, uh, Lance. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, just because you brought up our coach, I, you know, I, I've actually known our coach uh, – because he's been recruiting us for a while. I've known him for several years. And so at least I know, and I know he knows that I love him. And I think he's one of the best coaches my kids have ever had. And, uh, and he also knows that, uh, that I feel that his door's open, that if I'm not happy about something, 
that I can talk to him about it and it's not going to be personal, you know, and he knows he could talk to me, you know, and, uh, and I'm not going to take it personally, you know? So yeah, a whole nother topic that we, <laughs> yeah. Was no, that, was that meant to but, be a segue? They, yeah, no, great, great backfill there, Lance. Uh, at this point, you are now loved by everyone again. There you so, go. Uh, but I still Lance, move go on. Back. Let's move. Okay. Uh, I was trying to get to your second topic because quite honestly, uh, uh, I think we've now killed uh, the neutral zone trap topic. Okay. But, uh, but please, it. Uh, last, no, put your last uh, words together. Well, for my last it. question uh, was, I just was asking the coach, if you're in that situation and you're a neutral zone trap guy, what are you going to do? Are you going to send two guys? Or are you going to hold to your guns? Um, you personally? I, I think it really depends on the, the circumstance. I, I mean, like I said, it, it's game it, one of the Stanley cup finals. It, it only, I mean, again, it, it, that could only work if, if you're, uh, you've got a significant lead. I, I think, I think it'd be hard. Yeah. I mean, you know, the NHL is fast enough mm -hmm. and the players are good enough that they, they change these things shift to shift sometimes. So it's not like, uh, it's not like they couldn't have, you know, said, you know what, let's go in, send, send two guys in and, you know, still, still kind of put a left wing lock or something on them. Uh, you know, you make a good point though. In a zero zero game or you're losing, you can't get away with that, but we were losing. So we are kind of forced to do whatever it takes to try to get a goal. Well, I, I think you guys also, again, we're in a prescribed situation because if you were, uh, if this was a game that actually meant something to your team as well, aside from the fact that you were just forced to go down there and didn't even want to be playing yourselves. Uh, I mean, it's, it sucks because your team had to do all the heavy lifting in this circumstance. You had to go, you had to spend the money for the hotels. You had to, you know, bust down there. It's, it sucks for your team to be put into that position by the league, but, uh, right. but um if, if you, you know, if you were down a couple goals and the game actually mattered, I guarantee you the coach would have been like, let's go. You know, he, he right. would have, he would have uh, told people to go out there and attack because you wouldn't have, you couldn't sit there, uh, you know, for a long period of time and just lose the game. So you would have had to, by necessity, change it. It's funny too, because, uh, you know, teams like even you can have, I'll tell you something, you can have a team that is very well coached and, and pretty, uh, uh, pretty good at, at uh, staying to a system. And then some crap happens in hockey, something weird happens and suddenly, and the, all the, the wheels come right off the bus and suddenly everybody forgets about the system. It's a, right. it's a funny game that way, you know? So anyway. Well, here's, so we'll, we'll transition now uh, abruptly to my main topic. And here's, here's my main topic is what do we, what do you do uh, or, or what's your position going to be on? You go out, and you find this renowned coach who's, you know, he's the, the hockey whisperer. And he could take these kids and make them the greatest players. It just improve whatever they, their starting point is. He's going to improve them dramatically. And he wants to work with your kid. But the problem is, as you start to work with him, you find out the guy's a complete psycho. He's a psycho. He's a nut. He's bipolar. He's got everything that's just working against him, except for the fact that he's the, he's just a fantastic coach and he's going to offer your kid just a world of, of training and knowledge. Lance, what you're describing is a hockey coach. <laughs> you, you realize that you haven't, you haven't done anything except describe the, but now remember every this guy hockey isn't coach. coaching. He's oh. not coaching your son's team. 
Oh, okay. He's, oh, he's I a didn't private know coach oh, that's going to give you the, lessons. Well, that's an easy one. You find out if your kids love this crazy bastard, and if they do, uh, you know, then then they're in. And if they don't, you say, yeah, daddy was wrong with this one. He's a bit of a, you know, he, he raises the wrist a little bit too much, uh, a bit of a drinker. So uh, we're going to find somebody new. Hey, Coach, what, what would you do? Especially if you see, you know, on the one hand, you can't stand a guy and you don't want to be around him. But on the other hand, uh, you can see visible improvements every week in your kid. Right. That, that's a tough one. Uh, um, so I was, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier today, um, having nothing to do with the podcast. I was thinking about, <laughs> you know, potential top, uh, potential topics. And you and never I, think about the podcast, even while you're during, I know, the, you I know. know, so, I mean, that's no, <laughs> that's no big deal. Uh, but, but I, you know, I was kind of thinking like, what, what kind of value system or like, you know, could I, could I sort of state what would be, um, you know, what, what's the line that you draw in the sand in terms of what's acceptable? And I, th- I, I was just thinking, my gosh, uh, people um, sure do put up with a lot of crap in the hockey world. Uh, parent, you know, and this is the youth hockey podcast. So I would say in general, with the very few exceptions, everybody is paying a, a lot of money for their kids to play hockey, typically in in most most locales. I know there's right. some somewhere there's a pretty good deal, but in a lot of locales you're you're paying a lot of money, and yet it's funny. Like it's really not you don't get a lot of people, I guess, who um, are you know comfortable. It's, it's um, amazing that you say that, Coach, mm-hmm. because I was just thinking of this the other day, and I would let me ask you this question. I know the answer, but I'll ask you and 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 Randy. If you're, if you're, uh, I want to figure out the right age. Okay. So if your fifth grade child is at school and in the process of trying to make your child a better student and learn and grow is throwing F bombs and screaming and yelling at your kid when they do things against what they want you to do. I mean, would you accept that? I mean, I don't think any of us would, right? Um, yeah, no, of course not. I mean, that that wouldn't that would be that would get somebody fired out of the school for sure. Like the teacher, right? But then the question is, it's really hard to fire a teacher, coach. Uh, well, but Randy, no, I, I see this question. all the time where somebody does something really untoward in class, and they get they get canceled and they get fired. You know, it's it's that kind of world. Yeah, I just don't think okay. the school would put up with that. But then my question is, how many times have each of us? seen our fifth grader hockey coach just have these torrid rampages where they're just screaming and yelling and cussing and breaking their stick and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I've seen it plenty of times over the years. I mean, the the parents are, the parents are uh, also unfortunately very much part of the problem in a lot of cases because what gets rewarded in the youth hockey world oftentimes is not the type of thing that you're talking about where you have a particular agenda and you're working with a skills coach and you're seeing actually, you're seeing the results of what you're paying for. So you can justify it. A lot of times it's what people are doing is they're buying into team success. They're going after the coaches that are, have the good teams that win a lot. 
And a lot of times they're not really doing much research beyond that. It's how often have you heard like, oh, we got to go down there because that's a that's a great team. And we want to be in a team that might be a state champion. So let's well, go there. So academic success is not as related in our minds to that kind of firebrand, angry, perfectionist kind of thing. Like you see this, like, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Whiplash, where you think oh, of, a con- of a conductor, right? I mean, somebody that is just out there pushing people to their to be the best physical um, um, you know specimen they can be we generally think that you know I don't think of that in in grammar school uh, I, I you know and I'm sure you know that, that there are grammar schools that are like that I don't think of it in K through 12 <laughs> as being important you know you're not, get there's those not somebody, pronouns correctly what happened to that that uh, fraction that was oh, a hanging participle exactly <laughs> what comma splice error no. Now, Randy, you, you did, but you know, now, if you uh, paid attention in the movie, he was an ex hockey coach. Well, that's what I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> you know, he was a, he was a, a flamboyantly angry man, which led him after his youth hockey career to become a conductor of a major uh, symphony. And that's, that's, that's a bit of a little piece that you, you only know if you've listened to the youth hockey podcast, because it's nowhere in the plot and it's nowhere in the background. But Lance, Lance knows the author of the, of the uh, screenplay. And uh, he has assured him it was that, in there, that but was it the was uh, they, that that hit the it, cutting room floor. Yeah, That's just exactly. yeah, at one point, yes, it right. Did. But that's what I'm saying is uh, I don't I don't think we have the same viewpoint for academic excellence as we do of what produces it. I don't think we have the same expectations of those things. So I mean, it is a little bit apples to oranges. But I, well, sure, I mean, sure. But my yeah. point is, uh, no, I, my I point think has you're nothing right, to do with that. My my point is that no, that people don't. They're not concerned in general. Well, maybe I'm saying the wrong thing. What what I really meant is, what does what does the market uh, reward? The market rewards success. Yes. Is success equivalent to getting good coaching for your kid? And since you are paying for your kid to play, and a lot of times the answer is no. The answer is you're getting the worst experience possible for them because the coach doesn't give a crap about your kid. Unless your kid serves the the res, the, the end, end result of winning games, yeah, no, if, I, if I winning games as far as that coach is concerned means sitting your kid or even being like not only sitting them but but just reducing them and taking away every ounce of of their self respect and their and their confidence. Damn, if coach, that, that's, that's that's dark. That, that's good for the team. <laughs> well, I I'm just saying that. Look, I bet you, you know, honestly, I are bet you there, there Captain? I bet you there's a lot of people out there who are listening to this who are going, oh my God, you, that's, I, I've paid for that. I've paid for this for a couple of years. I know. <laughs> like this guy's actually saying yes. something that I felt deep down for a long time. It's like, so I, I mean, now I also, I also got to temper this. There's a lot of, I, I can tell you, there's a lot of great coaches, a lot. I, I've, I've known a, a bunch of them and, and, you know, th- this is definitely a, you know, a really kind of a one-sided stereotype of the guy who, but, but I do think there's the, this whole thing of professionalization of youth hockey where, um, you know, uh, I, I was thinking about this cause I was thinking about, uh, you know, the Kings getting rid of Jonathan quick. Uh, this is something that's happened here in LA. Right. I think people know NHL, they know Jonathan quick, uh, a legendary goalie ch- arguably changed the, the entire position, uh, a lot of people thought he would retire a king, gets traded. Uh, 
and I was reading some of the comments that people were making, and I would say probably eight eight to one, or <laughs> that's good math, Dave. Eight to eight to two, maybe uh, you know, out of ten is people uh, saying, how could Rob Blake do this? The the Kings are scum. How could they trade Jonathan? Well, Jonathan Quick was having a really bad year. This is a professional hockey team. The Kings are trying to, and are, are have a good, they have a chance to win the Stanley Cup and they're, they're going for it. And that's pro hockey. But, the, but youth hockey, it's the, it's the opposite. You're paying for it. So when your team is run as if it's a, a, a professional team, I, I think there's something wrong. And, and I think you, you definitely got to look at that and ask yourself, why, why am I part of an organization or a team that is run like this? Uh, you know, um, right. And yet, and yet uh, we've all been there and depending on where you are in the, in the equation, it might not even really concern you because, you know, if your kid's getting tons of playing time because your kid's moving the needle for the team, you're going, yeah, you know, well, yeah, I see, you know, that 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 third line didn't even play that whole period. But even, it's rough. Even then, but we had to win. We had to try and win. The but culture of the topic. team. Go ahead. Yeah, the culture of the team matters, though. Yeah, and I was going to say that's a great topic for another day, Coach. Is how do we define a great coach? Well, right. you start with you start with Dave Ralston. You add a. <laughs> A little bit of indignation, uh, a few years, a, little, a couple gray hairs. Then you put them on the bench and shake until your team is pan fantastic. Uh, well, I've often thought, would it be feasible? <coughs> <laughs> Lance, uh, you know where the Did mic Lance, cough uh, button is, right? We didn't lose out. you there. I mean, Sorry Lance, about that. No, no. Uh, just in the future. Well, oh. you know, so funny is I, I don't think I'm on my microphone. Because I actually muted my microphone. I think I'm on my headset's microphone. Whatever, whatever's happening there, you sound you sound fantastic. It's it's. Uh, we heard you awesome. calling out for Kathy earlier too. Hey, Kathy, are you there? The oh, entire... see, that's uh, I because I have a mute button on my microphone. So I'm my just microphone... letting you know the entire... God, this is glorious podcasting. Yeah, this podcast has turned a corner from being amazing to being absolutely next level. Hey, so let Kathy. me ask you. So, my hey, voice, Kathy, where are you guys? My voice sounds the same right now, right? Your voice sounds beautiful. Okay, because see, I just moved the microphone completely off the table, so. Yeah. Uh, my my headphones are operating the microphone. Yeah, unfortunately. A, a really top notch podcast would edit all this out, but I guarantee right. you, you will be hearing this. Uh, <laughs> Random listener, you this will is hear perfect. This in all its glory. That's what <laughs> I am done with lovable. all of you. If you think that I'm going to edit you, no, never, never edit. No, Lance. this is part of the this is part of the uh, the hominess of our podcast. Um, well, we, we certainly have gotten to the uh, very bottom level of hominess now, so that's that's good. Uh, what yeah, was go our ahead. topic? Uh, Lance, go ahead and push to our next topic. Last topic from Lance, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll call this one a day. Well, do we have time, or is it time to move on? <laughs> Let's debate that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, Lance, we have time. Okay. I was just saying, I could burp for you guys if you want. Yeah, if you could burp the alphabet after you actually present your last topic. I think that's the only way we can get more class into this thing. Okay, so uh, um, so Kathy and I were, were reminiscing. We took a little drive today. We were reminiscing about the good old days of youth hockey. And I kind of asked her, like, like, name one thing that bothered you 
when the boys were like mite and squirt age. Uh, and here's what she came up with. And so this is the question I posed to you is the question she posed to me, which is why are so many parents insistent upon dragging their kid to practice when he's sick and he's coughing and sneezing, he's got a runny nose and they're going to stick him in that locker room so that the rest of the team can suffer with him. That's a good question, especially in the uh, day and age that we're living in. Uh, sickness is, uh, is uh, it's really changed since COVID. Wouldn't you say, gentlemen, that like people look at you, if you cough in a locker room nowadays, people look at you a little differently. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, don't, I don't know why, but. Well, I mean, you know, it might kill somebody. That's, you know, I think we can all. Well, that's, all, that's yeah. I mean, no one, no one in that 12U locker room is, is going down. No, no. Uh, but you almost went to, coach, uh, you can be honest. You said that you, you felt as sick as you ever have been. Am I, am I right at that? Or can, do you mind if I bring that kind of thing um, up? I, I was, well, the, the problem is I had a really bad flu and maybe that was COVID. I don't know. And then I never really got, I never got officially diagnosed, but um, I will say I'm about 99% sure I did have COVID and it was, it was not fun uh, at all. Uh, and the funny thing about it too, is that uh, when, it, when this happened, uh, my kid had a, had a hockey weekend. <clears throat> and so we had to, we had to drive down to this, uh, it was across state lines. We had to drive down and it was during the period of time when no parents were allowed in the rink. And so we were just like listening to one parent, one parent would go in with their phone and like uh, um, cast this on, um, there was some, uh, some uh, casting service that's since gone under, I forget the name of it now, but uh, they would put it on and like, I'm watching it on the phone and I'm sitting in the car just going, oh, this is, what, what am I doing? <laughs> this is the worst decision on 10 different levels. I, I you know, I, I hope I don't, uh, you know, pass away here in the in the car because that's going to be a pretty miserable like uh, uh, wake up for my kid. Yeah, yeah. For, come out. Hey, can somebody else uh, drive me home? My dad well, died in the car. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, the average teenager in America would would look at it from their point of view. They'd be like, right. "Who's going to get me home? Right. <laughs> what, what's going on? I don't know what to do now." Yeah, oh, look, my dad <laughs> died in the car. My dad's. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't want to get too sentimental, you know. <laughs> That's a 17-year-old in America today. Lance, I will a ask you a quick question, if you don't mind. Yes, please. Have you ever, because your kids are, are very good, have you ever felt like people really wanted your kid to play even though he was sick? I mean, I know this isn't practice. I, you brought up practice. I agree with you. To get those kids home, get them well. But have your has your kid ever been sick and you still felt pressured by the coach or the parents or somebody where they're like, come on, let's, let's just give Chris a try. Yeah, you know, you're, honestly, like, you're like on a tournament yeah. and, uh, and you're like maybe going into the semifinals and your, your kid's been pretty much keeping the team competitive and, but they're sick. Everybody knows they're sick. There's now a little bit of pressure, right? There's definitely pressure, but you know, thankfully I don't remember my kids ever being uh, sick for a tournament, but I'll tell you, Okay. I mean, I don't know if it's the same Mike as that. Mike had an allergies. Uh, remember when Dare had allergies down at that tournament rally? Uh, he had welts all over his body. He yeah. had an allergic reaction. I, I don't. I don't, played I a mean, great I don't weekend. Of it, oh but my I god, he, he played a great weekend. I think he led the team, uh, and yet he was um, 
he was pretty dog sick. Uh, um, and after the tournament, we uh, we we had to get him on um, on some medication. Well, well, you know, I don't know if this counts, but like I said, uh, we were playing for the Pacific District Championship, and uh, Chris injured his shoulder, and there was a ton of pressure. You know, it's not the same thing as being sick because he's not contagious, but there was pressure for him to play injured mm. because they felt, like you said, that. Sorry, sixty uh, percent <laughs> of uh, Chris. Uh, was better, you know, than uh, zero of him. You know? Oh man, Lance! Yeah. If we had a reel of just uh, just this show, we could come up with three or four classic Lance moments in this show alone. <laughs> just so you know, it's oh, all going man. on the on it's the all uh, going. That's yes, right. Highlight re- we, uh, we were exactly. We, well, come on, we, man! I'm I'm getting the blooper reel at the end of the movie. We right. broke uh, we broke into the top hundred in ca- uh, in Canada for one week, and I believe. <laughs> One week only at this point. Thank you all got, for listening. Oh, go I, ahead. I, I got I got to tell you, I I just to to wrap this up. I had to mute myself because uh, I was going to say if Lance came back and brought up that Kathy's biggest issue was snacks, <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing and I had to mute myself for like five oh, minutes. Oh, oh, that's great. Oh, uh, that's good. See, now your mute button works, right, Coach? Yeah, well, I, here, I, I don't mean to brag here, laughing Lance. myself. I, I don't mean coach, to brag. I just fixed my microphone. Let's see if it works. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I should mute myself. Anyway, uh, so thank see, you. See, my mute listening. works now. I, right, nobody in it. the nobody in the podcast world knows that. Only we do. We're watching <laughs> your little mute button go on and off. But the next nobody week, else the noticed. podcast will be changing to mm-hmm. Mac Secrets. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ways to get Lance's uh, uh, microphone working better by Raleigh. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening to Youth Hockey Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we really do, uh, you know, we, we do this uh, so that we can have a, a, an information output uh, that, that shows and hopefully uh, illuminates and identifies things in, in youth hockey that will help you have a better experience. Uh, that's really what, when you get down to the brass tacks, that's all we do it for. And a few laughs on top of that. So thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for the reviews. We've had some uh, really good reviews recently. Uh, if anybody has time uh, uh, and the inclination, please go to Apple uh, and and review us. I believe if we get like a hundred reviews, uh, they, they eventually give us a set of steak knives. So um, if you have any questions or comments, youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. And until next week, please, please, no disallowed goals for your team, only disallowed (laughs) goals for the other team. Thank you. Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.